0: I'm not being dramatic here, but I honestly and truly believe that personal development at this moment in time for people is going to be the, the difference between them succeeding and not. That's it.
1: Big statement. I agree.
2: Who wants to be an entrepreneur? This isn't a quiz show. This is reality. A real life discovery of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Welcome to a new season of podcast episodes of personal and business coaching topics and techniques around the three pillars of HEW, health, excellence, and wealth. HEW is introducing guests to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show based on their own personal experiences, a full real-life account of trials and tribulations of what it takes.
0: So hello, everyone, and welcome to the next edition of the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur podcast. You have myself, Helen Williams, and also joining me today is Lauren Brady. You have been hearing a lot about uh, the addition of Lauren into uh, HEW as well, as tuning into some of her uh, solo podcast episodes as well. So uh, welcome, Lauren. Thank you for joining us this morning. No problem. Happy to be here. I'm really good, yeah. Yeah. Good. We, um, so this morning, we've chosen quite a, we've chosen quite a, a, a very apt topic to d- be discussing and sharing with our listeners, basically all about adaptability in these ever so challenging, changing, weird, strange, however which way you want to describe these times that we're all up against now.
1: Uh, so adaptability. Mental, scary. Yeah, there's there's many words, some that are not PG that we would use to describe the last two, three weeks in the world. But it was, it was it's an interesting moment. When we just like throw out a word, adaptability. And, um, you know, both me and you come from corporate backgrounds where we've been in so many you know meetings and training sessions that have been like dead beneficial but you hear like kind of buzzwords being thrown about uh, and adaptability is one of mine you know I've I've got like a big bucket full of stuff that makes me internally eye roll and Mm -hmm. it's like stuff that you see on someone's CV or you see in some uh, core values that have been you know thrown about in a meeting space and you're like you know we want to be adaptable so I suppose the crux of it is you know when we talk about being adaptable in the times that everybody's facing personally uh, as business owners as entrepreneurs it doesn't it doesn't matter what your title or what you call yourself at this point we all have to adapt because you know shit's changing so quickly daily hourly Um, and I suppose you know it's an interesting one to think how adaptable were we before this You know, can we take positives from being able to adapt during it? um, And how does that impact us as we move forward?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I look at it in terms of, um, you know, we don't really have much choice in the matter. Mm. Um, And, you know, people have their own opinions around that um, in terms of, you know, whether or not that they should adapt or not, or, you know, what's the truth out of all of this? The truth is that we're on lockdown and the truth Mm -hmm. is that life still goes on and business still goes on the fact also is, is whatever happened before two weeks, three weeks, or months before in, in some instances in different countries around the, the world is not what's happening today. So, you know, you can have your opinions as much as you want, but adaptability has to come into it. Because if not, then what are your other options? Because life isn't what we once knew it. And that's change, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it it's interesting, because it's that, if you don't keep moving forward, you're not just staying still, you're you're moving backwards. So like we jump right into it with, you know, HEW stance, you know, what we've been talking about to our current clients, what we've been talking about just between the two of us, you know, when we, when we speak every day, it's the idea that it is scary right now like there's no denying that you know that what emotions or you know what states are people in you know that there's that uncertainty there's fear there's panic then there's a moment of calm and I suppose it's it's kind of recognizing you know your emotional state as it is at this point and then being able to adapt and deal with that so maybe I'd love to know what you think about that Helen because it's something that you know, again, let let's you know, from me and you, there's been moments when you're like, how are you? And I'm like, yeah, good. Are you? And you're like, yeah, not so good. And then it'll, it'll swing back the other way and you go, how are you? I was calm yesterday, but today, you know, I'm freaking out. So the emotional states and, the, you know, the, the, where your mind's been at, you know, have you swung or altered between different states? What's been going through your mind?
0: Um, I'll be totally honest with you. At this moment in time, I'm all right, personally, in terms of my emotional state. With with the with the entire situation, when I'm talking about adaptability, um, I don't mean that you know overnight you have to become this you know superhero warrior that you can just adapt and say, "Come on, then, let's have it, you know, let's do it," and and be something that we wasn't. You know, it's it's not about that. You you know you mentioned about the the emotions that are springing up and what have you. You just I, I I'm personally. Um, Very, very aware of like my own emotional state and what what triggers it and and everything else. And this this is where I'm trying to get other people and the clients and the individuals and the business owners that we work with to also get into that fortunate situation of being able to recognize themselves and know what triggers themselves and know mm-hmm. what, um, you know, will benefit them and what they need to be doing or they need to be shying away from, for example, that will affect their emotional state. Because let's face it, you know, we don't have much choice over this matter. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, None. You know what we always yep. say over that? It is what it is. You know, it just is what it is. We can either choose to adapt and go with the flow of it and give ourselves the best opportunities to to kind of salvage something out of this. Or we choose to be resistant.
1: So that, I'm going to jump in because I think this yeah. is a bit that a lot of people aren't used to. So we say things like this regularly. It is what it is, you know, control what you can control and, you know, move on from what you can't. I was having this conversation uh, with my dad actually, and I said, you know, this is something weird in our time because. I don't know if it's like a generational thing or just a habit that we're all in now is we have so much choice all the time and what's happened over the last two three weeks is our choices have been taken away and I think that's what tons of people are struggling with you know we have a choice all the time if we don't want to eat what we have in the fridge we can nip you know to a 24-hour Tesco we have a choice that if we you know, want to go somewhere or do an activity, we jump in the car and we can, you know, that things are open, you know, much later than they were 20, 30, 40 years ago. You know, we have all of these choices that, you know, just at our fingertips. And I think that's something, uh, you know, that I've personally had to you know be slapped in the face with I'm like you don't have a choice so you've got to do what you've got to do like you've got to eat what's in the fridge you've got to eat what's in the cupboards because you've been shopping once this week and you don't need to keep nipping out and you know getting bits and pieces here and there but it's that idea that you have to learn that you can't just get what you want all the time you have to suck it up dig deep and deal with where you're at and you know just make the best of what you've got and do with what you've got to do and I know that's something you know that when people kind of get stuck in that but I don't want to do this it brings me back to a lot of the stuff you know when I was a client where well, we used to talk about all the stuff that you don't want to do that you avoid you know the tasks in your work uh, the tasks in your personal life the conversations that you need to have you know the getting out of your own way the comfort zones all those things that you like that's on that list of stuff that you know you need to do but you're just avoiding it because you've got so many other choices. And for me, that's adaptability because we actually are overwhelmed with choices. You know, you hear this a lot, especially with, you know, online shopping or social media. Um, You know, like funny people talk about if you're dating and you're on Tinder, you've got so many choices, like you don't have to stick it, you know, you don't have to stick it out and, you know, see how it goes with one day or whatever it may be. We've just got so much choice which also means you can flit and jump from things to things so where we're at now lockdown you know huge health concerns you know for so many people is that you've got to make the best of what you've got and you've got to sit with those feelings you can't escape them you can't go somewhere else you can't have another choice on the menu you know it is what it is it's that saying again
0: yeah, I I totally agree with you. We we do live in a in a society that's just so fast paced. We've all we've it's almost as though we have become like a bit of a a, a product to our own success, basically. It's a little bit we,
1: spoiled,
0: yeah. We're a, we're a bit spoiled, definitely, spoiled, definitely yeah. <laughs> spoiled. I mean, this you know, if anything else, um, throughout what you've just been saying, in terms of us then realizing that it has to be that that acceptance. And that gratitude for what we do have, because when you're saying about um, we don't have a choice of food, we have to eat what's in the fridge. Well, in my opinion, I would say that to somebody. I'd just say, "Oh, diddums! Like, what you know? You've got you've got a fridge, so that means you've actually got a fridge, and you've got food in it. Well, wow, aren't you lucky? It's like talk about perspective here. You know, I was on the phone to a client the other day on an online call, and that was the same. And it's like you know, about keeping yourself entertained or looking at yourself and what tasks and what you've got to do. Um, And the the sun's been glorious this first week in, in the UK. And a lot of people have been able to take advantage of going out in their gardens and things like that. And it's like, okay, so you've got a garden. So you can walk out of your lovely home from your door into your garden. Is that not something that we just, we take everything for granted?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because there's people who are in situations, you know, in war zones, um, you know, aren't haven't got a fridge, haven't got food in the cupboards. Um, and I'm not just talking, you know, in, in far-flung parts of the world. You know, there's people in the UK at the moment who won't have enough money, you know, to eat while this is happening. They won't have any other choices. And, you know, that's something that, you know, we've got to face the reality of is that you know, can we do more? You know, I'm hoping that, like I think a lot of people, that after the lessons that we learn from this period really makes an impact on us all to do more um, in a community sense and and in a giving sense, a bit of a tangent. But I think it's it's important that it then makes you realise what you've got to be grateful for. Now, that doesn't mean we're meant to sit here and not feel frustrated or not feel like the stuff to worry about as in things that are like, you know, our business has been massively affected. You know, we both run other businesses that are going to be hugely impacted by the economic downturn uh, in property and financial services. Uh, you know, there's there's some reality to face. And I think, again, if we, if we look at it with a clear head and we look at it through the eyes of, as a coach and the tools and the systems and the processes that, you know, that we advocate, it's a case of, okay, there's going to be tougher times ahead There's going to be big challenges. And it's that idea of what can we adapt? What can we change within our control? You know, what actual practical tips can we give to each other, other people, clients and go, this is stuff that you can actually, you know, implement and take away with you. So, you know, one for me is, you know, the amount of time I'm spending online. Um, Obviously, it's amazing that we all have access to our friends and family and to entertainment to all of these things you know but we also have access to all the news channels i don't watch the news normally um as in like, it, it would never cross my mind. You know, my mum and dad would always, always have the 6 o'clock news on, the 10 p.m. news. And I always actually think of the chimes and knowing if I could hear the chimes, you know, the, the big you bed. At time mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, you should be in bed. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, move. Um, but I don't, I don't watch the news usually. It was something I consciously did, you know, the last year or two, is I cut down my time on, you know, websites, like daily news websites, because I'm like, There's, A, most of it's made up in the UK, the media. They just, you know, make stuff up to print. But it's also you know it's quite a negative spin and it's spun by the people who own these uh media uh, companies so that we think the way they want us to think in my opinion so i'm i'm consuming a lot more news i'm seeing a lot more negativity and i'm online more and it's really interesting like i have quite um quite strict rules with my mobile phone me and you I know uh, have different ways different. This, but <laughs> I uh I don't charge my phone in my bedroom uh, at least an hour if not longer before I know that I'm starting my wind down for bedtime I try my best not to be on my phone I- I'm not on my phone usually you know from probably seven half seven onwards in an evening but at the moment I'm on the thing all the time and again it's fed by that fear. Let me just check if my mum's all right. Let me just check in with my dad. Let me make sure that you know um I've checked you know the 500 WhatsApp groups that you know I've been added to. And again interestingly that phone time and that technology time I can feel the difference. Like waking up and thinking I wonder if I've missed anything. I hope you know my, for me it's my parents. I hope they're both okay and healthy and nothing's changed. And I don't think like that normally and I certainly don't wake up and the first thing I think about is my phone. So that's one thing that I've regressed and I know my good habits have, have, have gone out the window and it's something that I know for this week that I really want to implement so it's really simple you know again when I get up in the morning I don't look at my phone for the first 90 minutes and um, I have an alarm clock which people find quite funny they're like how do you wake up and I'm like 7.99 alarm clock from Amazon which is the best little uh, investment I've made and <laughs> um, you know I do my exercise uh, I, I'll often put on a podcast or an audiobook because I'm usually driving to the gym at time. Time, but I actually don't check any WhatsApps. I don't check any social media. I don't check in anything like that. And then the other side of the night, again, is, is as we sit down for dinner, um, if we're both home at the same time with work commitments, you know, seven, half seven, and the two of us try then. You know phones go into we have a charging point in our in our living room and we charge our phones down here and then that's it and you know again it's like 1996 we have a landline (laughs) if anyone needs us they can call the landline but then it's that you know that fear you're gonna
0: give me that phone number are you never (laughs) never I've given it to a few
1: people who I'm already regretting
0: (laughs) yeah I'll be I'll be on that list I'm like Lauren did you see my email oh sorry yeah it's gone past
1: eight (laughs) o'clock (laughs) <laughs> but it's, it's one of the things that when i've spoke to people friends um, you know clients and i'm like how you doing The you know it comes up in conversation they're like i'm on my phone all the time and again it's been great to have positive articles shared you know from people who are ahead of the curve on this you know in italy or in china or people who were a few weeks ahead of us and everybody's saying the same thing they're like limit your social media limit your time online don't get sucked into your phone
0: Right okay I'm I'm re- very respectful of of obviously your habits and and what you do and and how you act and behave with all of that and and in in some ways I agree with it and in some ways I don't and let me just <laughs> let me just say hear me out on what I don't it's the fact that it's a it's It's all right. It's about having some form of balance, isn't it? And understanding it for what it is as a tool, because what I what I disagree with in that is if people go to the extreme of, you know, seeing the phone or the online aspect of social media and what have you as the enemy that, you know, it's going to kind of feed emotional um, uh, triggers and it's going to feed anxiety and all of that. um, Then it's detrimental to businesses who are trying to obviously adapt, as we've said about adaptability, and bring themselves online because they are dependent on people being online. They are dependent on people consuming, engaging, purchasing, everything from an online perspective because obviously what other options have we got right now? Yeah. Yep. You know, there's one, there's one or two areas where you can transact over a shop counter or something like that. That's it everything else now is is online
1: I don't disagree with that at all I just think the amount of time that we're on our phone consuming stuff in an environment that's not helpful so I have some specific accounts you know that I I, I love spending time around whether it be fitness health mindset coaching or you know just fun stuff that makes me laugh friends family like real life people They, (laughs) they real life people, real life people, not not Instagram people. So I want to spend time there, and you know that's the great the upside of social media and connectivity on our phones but I don't need to spend eight hours a day there. You know, it's interesting. I have bought more online in the last 10 days than I normally do. Uh, you know, I've probably massive cliche, you know, I've had kettlebells being sent and arrived. I've had, um, rather than uh, going into supermarkets and buying bits and pieces from uh, like, you know, deodorant um shampoo things like that. I've done stuff online. Uh, you know, my Amazon book orders, you know, so I, I again I want to keep putting money back in to things that I know I genuinely need. And it's, you know, again, I've bought online um courses and services and things that I want to do with the time that I'm in isolation. But I don't need to do that for eight hours a day. And I think that's where for me it's about the environment. So you know adaptability, one of the big headline things for me is pick your environment Continually, so you can pick your your environment every hour, every day. And most of us at the moment, that environment is online. And I'm not saying you know switch off the Wi-Fi and and you know you know get under a a tent or a den in your living room. But what I am saying is be aware. Sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) But but be aware of your environment. Like this is what I'm saying. But that I notice in myself, I'm noting myself doing that thing where you're just like. Scrolling,
0: scrolling and
1: scrolling and looking at things and you know I'm sharing stuff online that you know normally I might not share but because of the fact that I'm connected to other people and you know that's the only way we communicate at the moment but for me it's a case of choose that environment wisely don't hang around you know the articles or the people you know that, that don't do anything positive in your mindset or positive in your life in general definitely transact like this is the thing if businesses at the moment aren't adapting to online life then you know, what other options do they have? And, you know, we've done that with clients where we would much prefer to have face-to-face human contact. We would much prefer to be able to be in, be in, in human real life situations, but there's no way we would risk anything like that for the foreseeable. So we have to get online and we, we have to adapt. The interesting thing is once you do, you know, once you get used to the web calls, once you get used to being able to you know, watch each other over video. It's a really funny one. Like we're doing it here now. When you're with someone in person, you know, when they're about to say something, because you can see their body language or you can hear them take a breath and you know that they want to actually join the conversation. That's the interesting thing. After a couple of Skype calls or FaceTimes, whatever you're using, you get to, you get to learn that about the people that you're around. Exactly. So it's not about come off your devices or anything but control your environment and be aware of it and I think awareness is a big thing that it's teaching a lot of people at the moment is that they weren't aware before it's definitely
0: awareness and consciousness for sure but let's face it I just want to kind of bring it back to the principles here on what what and how people can learn because with HEW we're not adapting our business model we're adapting how we're how we're communicating with clients we're adapting how we're bringing more and more things online workshops and 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 ways where people can learn and engage but the principles of the business are actually exactly the same mm. nothing is changing we don't have to radicalize change and adaptability like some businesses you know they're they're going into uh, like areas that they've never even ventured into before HEW, through health, excellence and wealth and the principles that we've just been talking about, about adaptability, resilience, confidence, awareness, consciousness, habits, routines, everything is is exactly what we promote and and advocate. That's what we're based on. It's the fact is now, once all of this kind of the dust settles a little bit and people have adjusted, because bearing in mind, we're only 10 days into lockdown in the UK. And that's, you know, that's been a people being all over the shop over the last week or so. You know, they've got kids at home. They're, mm. you know, they're, they're dismantling their office at, 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 the, at the workplace and bringing it into the home. the They're moving furniture. They've bought printers. You know, they're adjusting. This week, we're going to see more of that dust settling of that where the, the initial adjustments happen from the shock factor or whatever and people then getting into what they need to be getting into. Because the
1: normality, Yeah.
0: It does then become the norm and then it's in that norm then where it's going to be absolutely compulsory and vital for people to have the right habits, be in the right environment you speak about, be conscious about what you're actually doing online. Are you working effectively? What is your time management like? Who are you communicating with? How are you communicating? And this is exactly all of the same ways in which we operate on a, on a normal whatever normal was or is or looks like ever never mind now when we've all been thrown into a spin but this is exactly what we offer isn't
1: it yeah and it's it's interesting that you've said you know the business model hasn't changed just the way we communicate has it's interesting like the home workouts so everybody is at <laughs> home and is you know looking for stuff to do so so many people are working out at home now that weren't before and maybe they were working. They weren't working out at all, and now they're doing something, which is brilliant. Yeah. You know, it's it's great in any situation where someone's starting to get a little bit more active, and you know they're taking their health seriously. And um, conversations that you know I, I've had myself is that obviously everyone's worried about. The virus and health you know they want to be in the best shape that they can be so if god forbid they do contract the virus that their body is able to fight it that they don't spread it that they don't contaminate anyone within their you know their family or whoever they're in contact with and then we go back and kind of go and this is not to be smug you know if at any point this is sounding like oh well done you had this figured out what do you want a medal it's absolutely not no. it's just the idea that we've always believed and understood that as a business owner you have so many demands on you. You know, you have often, you know, the most pressure on your shoulder as an entrepreneur. You know, it means that you've taken a brave decision at some point, you know, that you want to, you know, put your own flag in the ground and stand on your own sword and all of those things. But it means that there's a lot of weight on you. You then have to have the strength to take that weight. And I think that's where a lot of business owners are now is that they're like, I want to make sure I pay my staff. I want to make sure that, you know, my mortgage is paid, that the people who I employ or are contracted to, they can pay their mortgage. They can feed their families. And so this is why we've always been so pro about look after your health, because if you don't have your health, you cannot be the person who takes any weight. You cannot be the person who thinks clearly. You cannot be the person who has energy. You can't be the person who um, you know, has any vibrancy about you. And you don't have that ability to come back from a knock. And that's where, for me, when I see people now taking the health seriously, I'm kind of like yes go on grab it you know do the home workouts you know do the squats and the lunges and the sit ups and the press ups and, and do it all and it's interesting you know that we, was, we we have that debate about how much time you spend online I'm loving seeing people share workouts um recording themselves and putting them online Usually they're like, there's no way I'd record myself doing any exercise and put it on. And I'm like, good on you, go for it, you know, get it out there because it makes you more accountable and it, it gives you feedback and it, it lets people interact with you and give you a thumbs up and a go on mate. But what I do hope is that people adapt now and keep adapting with yeah. their health and they do understand the things that are, you know, health, we both agree, isn't just about working out or going to the gym. You know, health is about, you know, Are you sleeping? And are you resting and are you letting your body recover? Sleep is, you know, good food, healthy food. Are you eating things that fuel you and benefit you? Are you hydrated? Are you limiting, you know, your intake of things that, you know, are going to be detrimental to that, whether it be alcohol or drugs or whatever else, you know, it may be. So health is something that people are really taking seriously now because it's under threat. The reality is our health is always under threat and our physical health, our mental health, our spiritual health is something that, gosh, the only thing that I can hope that comes out of this terrible pandemic is that people really get that in the forefront of their mind and that they go, health isn't something, you know, that's just for when we're in crisis. Health is something that, you know, is it's the biggest gift that we have all none year of, round.
0: Not None of this, none of what, you know, what we, um, what and how we operate is you know derived from crisis management this is in my opinion and i'm really really passionate about this because obviously you know this these this is why all of these um, formations have been created in this way of these are the fundamentals that will help you in life and business full stop full stop like we, we, let's not talk about kind of how serious this is going to be and the uncertainty of where it's going to be and, you know, people now switching on to the fact that, you know, they can work out at home. They've always, they've always had that choice. But the, back to what we were saying about choices, they've chosen not to because they've got other choices and, you know, they're overwhelmed with other things and they prefer to do something that, that wouldn't actually task them and, or challenge them in that way. And it's a case of the, the, the fundamentals here have always been here it's not about being smug as you say to say oh yeah oh you know is it all being kind of set up set up nicely no people and you, you know listeners at home and everybody who, who who can you know get involved with HEW should actually take comfort in the fact that we've got your back you know we appreciate everything that you know that you need to be looking into and considering and and implementing and the fact that we value you is the individual whereas everything else could be you know really misconstrued over you you having to put this facade on about how um how resilient you are and you know you're not you're not being affected by any of this no we take it all into consideration like you said your mental health your emotional health everything's always under threat this is just a a, this is just a a massive massive wake-up call for people now to then say let's get your priorities in order because if if you hashtag you first aren't the one with the with the solid grounding behind you, then like everything else around you is is on very very flaky ground
1: yeah, I totally agree I was just gonna uh, say that if it moves us on perfectly then to you know sort of the excellence pillar you know that's something that I think is uh it's a good debate at the moment you know what does excellence look like in crisis mode what does excellence look like when we're under threat when we're You know, I don't have too many options, you know. I I do think there's a lot of pressure, you know, when people are like, right, should I be having my whole life in order by the time that, you know, we're out of lockdown and you know, hopefully come out of things the other side? You know, people like, should my entire house be cleaned and organized? Should I have all my business planning done? Should I have read fifty-four books? Should I have done all this amazing creative stuff and I'm kind of like I understand why we want to use the time wisely because it's a gift of time that we may not have had or may not have appreciated before but excellence I'm interested to know for you Helen what does excellence mean or what are you advising clients at the moment when they're like what's excellence even going to look like in this time scale
0: I see it as a as a constant improvement that's excellence for me because you are not competing against anyone else right now business-wise, yeah, you could argue, you know, there's always competition out there. But I always ensure that people uh, who are working with me and working with us collectively have that inner focus, that they are improving themselves and that they are being a better version of themselves today in comparison to yesterday. And that's all we can ever go
1: on. Okay, so for example, like the first couple of days of... You know, it was adjusting to lockdown. Uh, I was, I was finding it difficult to be productive for more than like twenty minutes, thirty minutes in a row. And you know, I was, I was speaking to you, and I'm like, I'm never usually this like flaky. Where I'm, my my brain was just going. Then again, tied in, I was on you know uh, news channels and social media and blah blah, and that was taking me away. And so then I'm like, okay, for me today, excellence is doing what I know works for me, which for me is putting my phone on aeroplane mode for 90-minute segments, doing my update, letting people know I'm, I'm aeroplane mode for 90 minutes, getting shit done, speak to you at half one. And I knew then excellence was going from being focused for 20 minutes to focus for maybe 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes. And then there's days again where I go, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling focused. I'm really feeling productive. I can get stuff done. And then the next day, I'm, you know, I'm back to flaky and, and you know, losing you know, that, that habit again, you know, sometimes it's a case of I was drinking my normal two, three liters of water a day. And then the next day I'm like, Oh, you've had seven coffees today. And the reason that you're fidgety is because <laughs> you've only thing you've drank is espresso. So, you know, excellence is, as you say, doing a little bit better than you did yesterday, mm-hmm. but it's having that awareness and having that, I suppose, a bit of, of confidence in yourself to go, I know yesterday, this was a bit of shit. Or I know that, you know, this wasn't the standard that I want to achieve. And I agree totally with that. You know, the only person you're ever competing against is yourself. But don't let that drive you into a loop ball where you're trying to compete against yourself and then you're really critical of every single move that you make mm-hmm. because you know it's that thing with excellence is the idea of does it have to be perfect uh, you know what are people going to think you know what are the judgments that are on me from you know whether it be my uh, you know my business partners my colleagues my partner my family my friends people on the internet is that excellence has got to be what you feel comfortable with at that very point and if that's the best you've got and you know that you've given the best that you've got for that hour that day that week then that's excellence, and that's what you should be confident and comfortable with.
0: And it's, a, it's a personal development journey, Lauren. All of it is a personal development journey. But people, you know, people have the the misconception that personal development can just be like a, a quick read of a book or stick a sticker earphone in and you're listening to podcast or um, a, an audible or something, and you know that's tick the box of personal development. No, personal development is ongoing. It is your adaptability again to learn and grow within yourself because we are always learning and growing we are we we are human beings we evolve Mm. so our our mindsets evolve our skill sets evolve our capabilities and adaptability all evolve you know you said about um the adaptability element and then as doing something that then becomes a new norm what's that comparable to that's comparable to um, operating in our comfort zone, moving ourselves out of our comfort zone, and then lo and behold, consistently keep doing that. That's out of your comfort zone, and then becomes your new norm. It's not com- It becomes your new. It does become a new comfort zone. This is exactly the same with this adaptability. But for me, it's how it's 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 how we uh, perceive it. It's how we then let it um, sort of infiltrate within us in a negative aspect and the resistance to this change instead Mm. of actually embracing it for what it is seeing the positives in it and then appreciating that within this time if we have to go inwards a little bit and learn about ourselves and start looking at how we can improve our health factors how we can improve our excellence factors and how we can improve our wealth factors then you know that that can that to me has got to be a blessing in disguise
1: okay so let, let's finish on that one then in terms of that inner focus so I think this is it's, it's an uncomfortable one for a lot of people because it means that you have to like slow stuff down slow your brain down slow your diary down you know slow everything down obviously that's now forced upon a lot of people but what we you know we mentioned there about um having so much choice you know we don't have to take a step back and take a breath and have that inner focus because we can always put on another Netflix box set we can always um find something else to distract ourselves with when you're when you're giving practical tips of how to find space for inner focus where do you start with that
0: space is in space within mental space or space within your daily routine
1: Either, I just think when people hear "inner focus," you know, run, for me, it's, for the
0: hills, the run for the hills. Yeah. But
1: they also think I need to, I, Yeah, but they think you know, I need to meditate, or I need to do a lot of yoga, or I need to, I don't know what well, you know. That's what com- comes up in my mind. But when we're talking about inner focus, and the other side of it is like you know is it selfish? Is it, you know, a bit self-indulgent where people are like, what do you want me to do? Sit there and think about me, 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 me. And I know, you know, we, we have the other side of that, which is that you first, yeah. if you don't take care of you first, you know, how do you ever fill the cup? You're always running on empty if you don't fill your, you know, your reserves first. But I think what, so is what I'm trying to ask here, Helen, is when you talk about inner focus, yeah. I think sometimes people overcomplicated it. They're like, you know, again, meditation, yoga. Uh, do I need to be super spiritual? I'm not religious, or no. you know, anything like that. What do you mean when you say spend time with inner focus?
0: It's working on yourself, okay. Being aware of of you. Who are you? You know, what's important to you? How do you even? Are you even conscious and aware of how you behave? Are you even conscious and aware of how you react and respond to different things? Are you? Do you know why you feel emotional in one way? Do you know why you reach for comfort foods, and that you you know that you're opting for Netflix instead of doing something productive? That is the inner focus. Is understanding you as a person. You know your inner your inner substance. What makes you tick, or what doesn't? What 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 are, what are you fearful of? And then trying to sweep it under the carpet and hope that it never kind of rears its ugly head. You know, these are all the aspects of of when I say about having that inner focus. And people do run for the hills from it uh, quite a lot, to be honest, because while while it's quite sort of fashionable and sexy to say about, oh, yeah, I'm reading this book and I'm I'm in my personal development journey and all of that, if you actually do it properly and take it on board and it actually be personalized and internalized to you, that's when the real hard work is.
1: Yeah, I'm laughing at myself when people like, who thinks it's nice and sexy? (laughs) Like it's gruesome. It's hard work. If you do it properly, you know. Yeah, it's like again for me, it's like people who go look at the people on Instagram doing a workout and they've got a perfect you know outfit and makeup and they don't sweat. And then I'm like, have you ever seen anyone? you know, do some heavy squats or really work out and really go for it and look like that at the end of it. I, I don't I, I don't know anyone who does, who, you know, who puts real work in and it isn't a bit icky and it isn't gruesome. And gruesome probably sounds way more dramatic than, than it is. But as you were talking, Helen, I can totally, like I'm jumping up and down like, yes, because, you know, I know from the work that I did one-on-one as a client is that people might have thought, you know, working on yourself personal development coaching is a luxury and um, for me it was about it was more like going to the dentist you know for you know your hygienist appointment or fear you know to you know fear get a fill in or a root canal in there it needs to be done yeah. but it's it isn't all pretty and it certainly isn't without its pain points so that's the thing I suppose is the inner focus isn't just about You know, lighting a candle, running a bubble bath. Um, And, you know,
0: it's being honest, being honest and transparent with yourself. Because at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. You have to live with yourself. Whatever you do is down to you. So you want to give yourself that best opportunity for understanding who you are and how you can improve yourself to actually go out there and make your goals and vision happen. And, like I'm not, you know, I'm not being dramatic here, but I honestly and truly believe that personal development at this moment in time for people is going to be the the difference between them succeeding and not.
1: That's it. Big statement. I agree. I think I think when people start to break it down and understand it is that we have to keep moving forward in some way, shape or form. Nobody's saying that there isn't times where you're going to feel like getting back under a duvet, feel like, you know, it's too scary out there and there's stuff that you don't know how to do. I think to kind of wrap this up, it's everybody's in the same boat, but everybody has access to, you know, to different tools to help them get moving in that boat or to help them get out of that boat at some stage. And, um, you know, we want to help people who want to keep moving forward. We're not saying that we can, you know, wave a magic wand and all the challenges and the problems are going to go away. You know, we have to adapt as a business. We have to adapt as individuals. And so if there's anything that, you know, if this, episode or conversation is if you're listening to it today and you're you're you know any of it's resonating with you please do you know get in touch with us on our socials you know we're all over everywhere hew instagram facebook twitter linkedin uh you know and let us know what does adapting mean to you right now what tools um do you want to add to your tool belt that could help you be more adaptable today and in six months time and in the next 12 months, you know, is this current crisis making you realize that you haven't adapted for a while, that you have been stuck in a a specific mindset or stuck in a specific set of habits and, you know, having this chance to, you know, stop and breathe and look at things. Maybe that you're, maybe you're sat there during this lockdown thinking, I couldn't think of anything worse than going back to that job, or I couldn't think of anything worse than spending another five years on this same, what's that thing? Hamster, Hamster wheel. Wheel. <laughs> Hamster wheel. And maybe you're like, I say it's maybe we have to find the positive and the gift in this, which is that I do want to do more. I do want to achieve more. I do want to, you know, get to the next stage in my personal development for myself, for my family and for my happiness. And, uh, Often it takes a crisis or it takes a breakdown of any kind of you know uh, mechanics before you realise it, what it is that you need to improve. And sometimes it's you just need to replace the car, you need to get in a new vehicle, and you need to really change things up. So, hopefully, by myself and Helen chatting about about how we've adapted, about our attitude towards adaptability, and um, if this has made you think, uh, we'd love to hear more. We adapted uh, just. What four weeks before uh, I think the lockdown came in, we ran our confidence in social media workshop in person, and um, we now are adapting. We're taking that online. If anybody's knows that they need to adapt their business model and be more present on social media, but you know you don't know where to start, you don't know what the message should be, you don't know what it is that's stopping you getting out there. Um, Helen, I think you are so well placed for that. You know it's something that you've been leading the light and leading the way with. You know for the past two, three years.
0: No, it's it, this is going to be this is going to be crucial for people, and you know the people that actually attended that uh, confidence using social media workshop prior uh, to us all being sent to our bedrooms <laughs> um, have really benefited from it and have implemented well. You know, Pete, I'm I'm really proud how um, the people that have been working with those the individuals, the business owners, um, yeah. and uh, you know employees alike as well. Of how they've all been, of how they've all been adapting. Because yeah, it's not a case of we wake up one day and you know we we then just turn into the Incredible Hulk and you know we can take anything on. It, it is adjusting uh, step by step, small steps at a time, adjusting, accepting, taking responsibility, and 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 keep pushing forward. And that's what it's all about. And the confidence um, workshop that we're taking online is is going to be imperative for you to 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 get on board with uh, so yeah please do send in your inquiries and register your interest with us
1: final request if you have enjoyed today's episode we really appreciate any reviews it helps us uh, get found uh, when people are looking for the podcast and it also helps us to get further up that chart as well so um only leave us reviews if you like us don't leave us one star <laughs> Just email um, no. me if you've got any issues with that <laughs> so email one uh, after 8 p.m yeah i i will i will read it the next day 90 minutes after i've got out of bed Uh, but helen it's been great chatting as always i feel like the world the world is just going to listen to us uh having our normal conversations now and uh maybe a little bit less expletive filled but uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying the new version of content that's going out and feedback genuinely is appreciated we'd love to know if there's anything you want to hear more less of and uh, encouraging words so thanks very much speak to everyone soon
2: thank you for listening to the HEW podcast for continued support please subscribe using iTunes Stitcher Spotify Google Play or SoundCloud And if you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review on your download platform. Tune in for more value and more content the same time next week.